Hello and welcome back to another episode of League Talk, the podcast all about management, coaching, performance and all things League of Legends. My name is AJ. On today's podcast, we have Schalke's analyst, Fire. So firstly, welcome. Thank you so much for your time, Fire. I really appreciate you giving over uh, your time and attention for this. That's great. Um, But why don't you give us a little introduction to you? Okay. uh, First of all, thank you for the invitation. So today I'm Fire. Uh, uh, I'm Schalke's analyst. I've been like analyst for professional teams for around three years starting like in regional leagues like in the spanish league then french league and this summer split i went to schalke for my first lc experience and it went pretty good amazing so you said you were in regional leagues before that right yeah where, where who, what teams did you work with in spain i was in kiev and then uh, ga- Gamers Origin in France. Oh, okay, so Gamers Origin being quite a big one for Spain at the time, I'm sure, as well. How long have you sort of been uh, been entrenched in league? Were you playing it for ages when you were young, or, or how, how long have you been in the game for? Mm, I mean, I started with... I mean, now I'm 20, so when I started with all this uh, analyst thing, I was like 17. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I was like too bad for being player yeah uh, but uh, i always liked like a lot of about the scouting and that things even when i was like playing football mm-hmm. then i started to to look for a, a way to be analyst oh, okay. uh, in league of legends yeah yeah i started like really really young interesting so you always knew that uh, sort of scouting you said from football like analyst that was the sort of route that you wanted to go down yeah when uh, with my colleagues in, in Spain mm-hmm. we were always uh, with the joke that like the scouting thing is like like a autist world, yeah. world you know like yeah. you have like to spend like a lot of hours looking yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for things like uh, how to do like the best documents even yeah. for the staff to to like know everything and mm-hmm. also the players and uh, yeah, I don't know I really it's like a job that you don't enjoy yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can do it. Yeah, amazing. That's so interesting because you you hear a lot of the time that people, uh, you know, players and playing the video game is always glorified because for whatever reason that's where the glory comes from. That's where the, you know you hold the trophies, yeah. you get paid, and things like that. And then it sort of coaches because they're the back room. But to to have the the drive and uh, to want to be an analyst and go down that route is really really interesting. But sort of one of the big questions that I often ask people on this podcast is. It's similar to the one that I'm going to ask now. And the reason is, is because esports being so new, it's quite difficult to really understand what your job actually is. So from a coach's perspective, a coach for one team could be completely different for what a coach does for another team. And it's the same with the players in some circumstances. Players have certain roles. Um, But the analyst role is one that definitely isn't easy to define or pigeonhole to exactly what the job description may be. So when it came to your work, maybe... uh, we could contrast and see what it's like compared to regional leagues, but currently at Schalke, what does your sort of job entail for them? I mean, uh, okay, my job is mostly like a data analyst work. Mm-hmm. I work a lot with data or like the API, uh, like tra- uh, tracking uh, every single pro player. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means tracking our old performance, doing uh, scouting reports. I mean, my job is mostly data. To, uh, sometimes do some like in-game analysis. Sure. That just when when it's needed, you know. I mean, my job was 
the job description was data, uh, I talked with the staff, I wanted data, and mm -hmm. I do data. But yeah, as you say, like for every team is completely it's different. different yeah. Maybe some team they they ask you for being like uh, every screen like uh, discussion, like uh, apporting new things, mm -hmm. uh, strategies. But here I was just like in the data analyst position. Okay, and was that similar to your jobs in Spain? Is do you think that's where your strength is as an analyst working with data? Uh, I mean, in Spain, I have like some teams. I have to be like uh, also this in-game an analyst, mm. like mostly for like jungle pathings and that shit. Okay. I uh, been like I was like maybe like a jungle positional coach, mm -hmm. uh, like a bit. Uh, but yeah, most of the teams I work only with data, so yeah, it's my strength. Amazing. And did so. I know this is a bit of a bizarre question, but did you have any sort of past experience with data? We, did you do it at school? Or like any qualifications in anything like that? Mm, not really. Mm. I mean, uh, when when I started, I was in in a school, mm -hmm. so I started to to learn on yeah straight myself. away. Yeah. So but then when I joined like the university, uh, I was doing like the computer the computer science mm -hmm. so then I started to learn more and more and uh, now I, I left all the computer science yeah, yeah, yeah. thing and now I'm in a data science degree oh, okay so, so you're yeah, studying as, I, as you do the job as well yeah wow. because I mean I enjoy this like so much that mm -hmm. it's like what I want I mean yeah I, I don't want to be maybe like a data analyst or data scientist mm -hmm. for esports like all my life but Maybe for football or basketball, mm -hmm. I think I think it's pretty much the same, mm -hmm. and it's also really interesting. And it's for the competition, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So one of the questions I was actually going to ask you later was, um, do you do you live with the Schalke guys? Like, is this a part? But I presume you're in Spain, are you? Is that where you do your degree and all of that work with data? Uh, yeah, from I, point of view? Um, it was summer summer split. Ah. So yeah, it was. I was there in Berlin with the Saki guys. I mm -hmm. was in house, uh, and yeah, I mean this this was like my the most big experience I had because yeah. it was it was there, you know. Yeah, and yeah, you're young as well. You're only twenty. My God, yeah. amazing. That's really interesting. Yeah, but just to give some background to Schalke and to remind any people that are listening uh, that either don't remember or weren't necessarily watching uh, Schalke, Schalke ended the LEC split at fourth. And unfortunately, you guys lost out to Splice for third, which gave Splice the opportunity to go to the group stages uh, of Worlds. And now the quarterfinals through all of the play-ins and all that sort of stuff. Um, but from your point of view, if you were look, to look back on the season, how did you feel personally the season went? You know, this split this season, what were your takes out, takeaways from it from Schalke's point of view? Uh, uh, every time I watch the, the world, I feel like really frustrated because I really think we we should be there. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the the whole split was pretty good. Uh, we went from, I mean, in the spring split, they didn't even qualify for for the playoffs mm -hmm. and we end up going to Athens for the finals uh, losing in the final of the gauntlet mm -hmm. so I mean it was a good experience overall but it's kind of frustrating to to lose in the 
the final match. Yeah, for sure. So wh- when you say you're looking at Worlds and you're frustrated, is that because you think that your team could have done really, really well at Worlds? Where does the frustration mm-hmm. lie there? And not, not really, really well. But I think we could perform like Splice or yeah. maybe better. But this is true that over last weeks in the LEC, like the Fnatic best of five and the Splice best of five mm-hmm. were really, really bad. Then we didn't deserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I really think our team was pretty, pretty good. Amazing, because obviously Schalke uh, is a team that people. On the formation of the team, a lot of people were like, this team is going to do really, really well. Obviously, Upset being a massive, massive character. Um, I don't want you to necessarily throw anyone under the bus or anything like that. Um, but do you guys feel like you achieved what you wanted to achieve? Were, was fourth about right where you guys were thinking? Or was it Worlds, 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 you know? No, when I came to the team, where the goal was going to Worlds. Mm. We didn't even care about the... The split results sure. only going worse, but yeah, it was like the only task we have, yeah. and we failed. So mm. unfortunately, we are we are not happy. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> but obviously, for people in the traditional sports world, and that's where my background lies, Schalke as an organization is huge. This is this is a one of the biggest football clubs in Germany, and has been for a really really long time. So. I'm interested. Obviously, their foray into esports has been through the League of Legends team. I'm not. In, I don't actually know if they've got any other uh, teams other than FIFA and and League of Legends. But um, from your perspective, working for an organisation like this must be amazing. But what is it like? Is it is it sort of translated across where all of this amazing stuff from the German football team is working like coinciding with the League of Legends team? What's it like working for Schalke? I mean, I can't compare it to another team because mm. this was like my first LEC team. Yeah. But the whole experience was insane. Was mm. really, really, really good. Uh, I mean, we have like all insane office mm-hmm. where we are with the academy team and the LEC team, also all the staff. Uh, I know the the house was also really, really insane. I don't know. It was like when you imagine like a a big organization in league. Mm-hmm. This was like what you this have in mind, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, must be super proud to, to to don like a Schalke jersey, right? Because uh, yeah. being such a huge orc, apart from all of the shirts that you wear. I mean, you... I'm really I'm a big football fan. Yeah. So going to Schalke, a really big was organization the in the Bundesliga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. I was going to say it must be an honour to don the jersey for the League of Legends team as well, but all of the shirts you wear, you, every photo I've seen, you've got these shirts like you've got on today. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one thing that I haven't seen much from, and you did sort of touch on it there, and I'd like to go into a little bit more detail if we can, um, is the infrastructure for Schalke. So when I talk about infrastructure, it, it, I'm interested if you could shed some light on what the players, the staff have in terms of facilities in terms of diet in terms of nutrition in terms of other stuff like what do you guys as a team have to support the players okay so obviously we have the the coach and the analyst mm-hmm. uh, the normal staff uh, the manager we have like a psychologist mm-hmm. too they're in the in the office every day uh, we have uh, obviously the food that's what like really really strict control I okay. have like I mean we 
could eat whatever you we want mm-hmm. but the food they were giving to us was like really healthy food uh, just to control like all performance uh, then of course we had like uh, the gym pretty close to office mm, then the, the in the office we had like almost everything we also had like one some weeks one guy coming to the office to do as like some stretch and yeah. things like yoga sort of so, stuff, Pilates, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so clearly loads and loads of stuff to support the players, right? Is, is there one that shone to you as like, damn, this this is the one that's being uh, utilized best for us? Did you guys think that, you know, did you perceive that diet was most impactful on their performance? Did you think it was the exercise? Where where were you thinking for some of the, like, if you were to rank the best infrastructure, maybe? Mm, I'm not really sure, but I don't know. I think like the... Like having everything was like the you have the whole pack. Sure. And this is what makes you to perform well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I so, I can say like uh, like one specific thing is yeah. like the the most important, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And the the house itself, what was the what was the house that you guys lived in? Did you have a, a gaming office and a house and you sort of came to work uh, like that? We have like the gaming office. Uh, one house for the LDC team and mm. another one for the academic team. What did you think about that? Having the because obviously in esports, uh, maybe like a year ago, two years ago, it was really, really normal to have a gaming house, right? Rather than yeah. somewhere that you live and then somewhere that you work. Um, but I'm interested. What's your take on on that sort of conundrum? Mm, I'm not sure, but I think like having like the house and the office is mm-hmm. really good because you have like the separation yeah and it's also like like some of, of the players value like a lot Be, and because in their house you have like your own display own space to play or doing whatever you want and it's not in the office it's not the same mm-hmm. you have like your pc like with everyone next to everyone yeah. maybe you're not like so comfortable to play solo queue or doing whatever oh, you okay. want but yeah i mean I don't know. I really, I was really comfortable with the separate thing. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's like the best. Amazing, because uh, I think there's there's so many interesting points about that, and I personally I'm super happy that teams have gone more to this like as you say this separation between you live in one place and then you you commute you come into work you know. Um, mm-hmm. But if you if you were to sort of look back at the year again, so obviously you, you said that you guys had the task of worlds, and unfortunately you didn't make it. Um, but if you were to sort of analyze the performance in, in a way, thinking about from your perspective, what did Schalke do really, really well and what could they improve on um, from your perspective? So I think like you know, we were like really, really well prepared you know, when a new patch was coming. Like mm-hmm. every, every week we have like the new patch, we were performing really well. Mm-hmm. but. Maybe we have like a lack of consistency with the patch or something with the other teams were like adapting. Mm-hmm. Because for example, like the the end of the split, we play like a whole month in the same patch. And then we started like so high, winning in the playoffs versus Vitality and Rogue. But then we went like really, really down. We losing to Trio, to Splice and Fnatic. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it was because, I don't know, we were like, doing maybe the same I don't know we have like 
kind of lack of adaptation or something. I'm not really sure, but I think we were really good adapting to new things, mm -hmm. but I don't know, we missed something uh, when we had to work in the same batch for a long time. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, our whole performance was like so high during the, yeah. the whole split, but then the last two weeks we went like Downhill. really, really down. Yeah. I don't know. It's difficult as well because the, you know, this is something that I always draw on because uh, I coach tennis. That's the that's my role at the moment. Is uh, I'm university, but also studying uh, coaching tennis. And in tennis, you never have like the racket and the ball are generally the same. Okay, so it might get a little bit lighter, it might get a little bit heavier, but the ball, for example, never changes. The court that you play on never changes. In league, every two weeks, every one week, every month, the game can be completely remodeled. I'm interested. Because like patches, obviously, is probably a big part of your role as well, right? From a data analyst, like maybe finding out a little bit as to what other people are playing on this current patch and things like that. How did you find dealing with these like constant, uh, you know, overhauls and changes of the game from uh, a data analyst point of view? I mean, it's like part of my work, of course. Mm. So I, I don't know. For me, I really enjoy when a new patch is coming because okay. you have like a lot of new data, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of. Uh, is the, like the moment when you talk with the players the most is like okay this is like this champion is going really really high on on uh, win rate and also like people is picking it a lot more what do you think about it uh, then is when you like talk most with players I think also like uh, working with with Dylan Dylan Falco mm -hmm. uh, with these things he's really really good like anal analyzing new new patches mm -hmm. i mean i was really really surprised because he was really good really hard worker with new patches who were coming and i really learned a lot from him and mm. ab about it because he was really good mm -hmm. so talk me through the process so um for you as a team the new patch comes out let's say it's 9 uh, 21 and you guys are getting back into the swing of understanding patches. So the patch has just come out and you know you know exactly what's happening. How does that now look for you guys? You know, do you read the patch notes and then just test stuff in game? How does it work? Uh, first of all, of course, we read the, mm -hmm. the new patch and then we uh, take all the data from the last patch and we, we let like one, two days for the new patch uh, normally, because uh, that week we are playing in the old patch, so yeah. we can like spend like some days uh, waiting for for the new data, mm -hmm. and then when one two days the data is more stabilized, you know, like like maybe the first day people is like whoa 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 what are these sure. things, but the next day everything is going more normal, yeah, and then you you can take the data and then you compare the data. I mean if uh, for example, who was the rework? It was like a rework in a Mordekaiser. Mordekaiser, ah. uh, when the when the rework, like the whole champion won like around ten percent of win rate, more of win rate. Mm -hmm. That was okay. Yeah, yeah, really crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, like so. Then you know, okay, this champion is really really OP. Mm -hmm. We should try it on the scrims. Or and because then m sometimes maybe a uh, uh, 
maybe your player is saying like, uh, okay, I think this champion is a bit, but then you look for the data and say, uh, okay, we can try one or two games, but sure. we, are, we are not sure. Mm -hmm. But for example, with Kiana, uh, yeah. this really happened. Uh, like, or uh, Abedage and Odoame were saying like, this champion was really, really OP, mm -hmm. but the data was saying like, he was like, pretty oh. good. Yeah, no? okay. Uh, but then we tried some screams, uh, we really decided it was a coin flip champ. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you were <laughs> uh, right. The data was right. <laughs> and, and then uh, we tried also in the jungle, uh, but yeah, when we were playing Kiana, for example, like our games were pretty coin flip, mm. and if we didn't have like a, like a really big fight when Kiana went really ahead, the game with Kiana uh, started to be like sure. pretty useless, mm -hmm. and then we decided that that wasn't like our playstyle. Yeah, and we started to to look for other things, you know. But mm -hmm. yeah, sometimes the players are right, sometimes, but the data is mostly right. Yeah, so I was gonna. That was my players. next question. That's what I was gonna <laughs> ask you. Who's who's more right than not, the players or the data? <laughs> Which do you side with now? <laughs> I mean, most of the times, uh, the player says the same of the data, you know? Uh, okay, uh, they match. Yeah. And sometimes there are difference, but uh, with the difference, the data is mostly right. Okay, okay. Because, <laughs> you know, when you look back on this split, and I'm sure we'll get onto what your sort of future plans are. When you look back on this split, obviously working for your first LEC team and just generally working for an LEC organization that also has the backing of a famous German football team is going to give you some incredible lessons, I'm sure. So alongside this, working in sort of full-time uh, offline, as you, I'm sure you were doing before, yeah. previous analyst work, is going to enhance your, your sort of your learnings even further. But I'm interested, again, retrospectively, what were the big sort of learnings? Was there any moments that were like these massive eureka moments? You know, you said you learned a lot from Dylan Falco. So what were the big learnings, the big takeaways from your time working in the LEC? I think I learned the most during the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Just, I mean, just like working, uh, as I said, with Dylan. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's the coach I work with. He was like the most prepared. Mm -hmm. uh, he was like always like watching new things, uh, trying to get more data, more information. Mm -hmm. uh, he was when he wanted data, he asked me. So I need what data a coach need to prepare uh, players uh, yeah. or a big match, you know. Mm -hmm. Then for me, that was like one big learning, and also like the whole split learning from the players mm -hmm. uh, about the game was really really big I mean because we have players like Trick he is Huge. really insane about the yeah. game uh, Upset uh, Odo Amne uh, they know a lot they have been in LEC like a lot of seasons mm -hmm. so Ignar uh, I mean my team were like a lot of uh, huge players yeah uh, experience as well right I mean but sometimes like these names they, they are like a big name but they don't participate a lot in mm -hmm. reviews or they just let others guide them. Sure. You know? But these guys were really big leaders. Amazing. 
So it must have been a super interesting environment to work in. Were your other teams similar to that? Were they did they have big leaders like that, or was it a bit more? Uh, you know, when you were with Gamers Origin, was it different to that sort of uh, leadership style? That, that no, of course it was different because I mean I was remote, mm. so you are remote analysis. Everything is completely different. Okay. So that's why I think this was my most valuable experience mm. because I could like, be with the team uh, 24 hours yeah. uh, of the day, uh, like not. You don't even need to talk with them, you know. Mm -hmm. Just hearing them discussing league things. Uh, you learn a lot just from that. Yeah, yeah. amazing. And uh, I know this isn't a, a question we discuss, and hopefully it's okay to ask you. Um, but if there was, so say I want to get into data analysis, uh, analysis, sorry, um, and I want to become uh, a data analyst just like you do, you your work is. What would be some piece of advice or tips or? Do you have anything that you would recommend to people that are in a position that you would have been in when you were 16, 17? Uh, first of all, it's like the patience. You okay. need to be really patient because uh, when you start to try, yeah, just like uh, your documents or your whole programs or everything, everything you need, mm -hmm. uh, everything is going to fail. Okay. <laughs> Everywhere you were going to stop you, yeah. you stop. <laughs> but yeah i mean you're some patient uh, if you're patient you like maybe i don't know you don't have to be patient your whole life but yeah of course <laughs> just like the first weeks mm -hmm. and then you will learn a lot of, if you start from scratch also ask for help uh, everyone I, I don't know the the other analysts but for example, I got like a lot of DMs uh, asking me for help, mm. and I try to help like almost everyone. I, sure. Okay. I mean, sometimes there are, <laughs> there are some guys that come that uh, can you please give me some documents of you? Then I know. Who... <laughs> no, bro. But, I mean, if, <laughs> if you want help, I can help, <laughs> I can yeah. help you in some way, you know. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only some ways. But, yeah, I was ask for help I asked a lot of for help mm. so when I was young uh, I was like for example like I started with a guy that now stopped analysis but uh, he entered me to to Kiev in Spain so yeah he also I learned wow. a lot I'm uh, also I mean still working with a guy uh, I, I started with we were like pretty bad analysts mm -hmm. back back in the days but now he is like really insane at coding and everything. Mm. It really helps me a lot. And also, for example, when like one or two years ago, uh, Tim Lucas analyst. Mm -hmm. Now is he's Spanish too. He was in a Spanish team. Okay. And I started to talk with him because I, I don't know he's a Spanish. And sure. He's good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, of course. <laughs> uh, and asking asking him for help, mm. and everything. And most of the people is really nice and will help you. So always, always, if you think you need help, ask for it. Yeah. Uh, sure. Maybe if you don't think you, if you think you don't need help, you need it. I mean, yeah. there's always someone is better than you, and will help you to achieve your goals. Amazing, really interesting. And of course, you know, we're getting to that stage of the of the split now where you're currently exploring options for an analyst in 2020. Um, of course, this is you know this is could just be a simple exploration and you're just seeing what's out there sort of thing but 
what are you hoping for out of this sort of like exploration period and what offers were you were you looking to entertain i mean my first option is of course to resign with yeah with Salke mm -hmm. because i i was like really really comfortable as mm -hmm. you said uh i think i had like everything i needed so they of course i i also like a lot to to stay in a team for for the the long way yeah long term because, yeah because i think the uh, if you stay more time you can like reach more mm -hmm. it's just my thing sure so yeah if i don't resign i know i will try to be in lc next year mm -hmm. or lcs mm -hmm. let's see what happened but yeah i think i will i will stay in in Sargis if everything to plan, yeah, amazing, yeah. super, super interesting. Um, I'm sorry I can't ask more about sort of data at, uh, analysis and things like that because uh, maths is and uh, numbers is not my strong point. So <laughs> I apologise that I can't ask more sort of in depth questions about that sort of stuff. Um, but maybe this gives you the opportunity to talk a little bit more about that. So one, the sort of standard final question that we ask on this podcast is, what is one thing that you can teach myself or the viewers from your world? Now, this can be absolutely anything that springs to mind. It could be uh, a bit of Spanish. It could be uh, what you've learned in Schalke, something that you can give to people to sort of improve in solo queue or something like that. Whatever springs to mind uh, to answer that question. Okay, so I don't know. As like the whole analysis world is really abstract. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Uh, as I said, if you want to to be analyst or mm -hmm. something you can learn from analyst is the organization. You if you are you have to have everything in, in the right world. place. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's like probably the most important thing because mm -hmm. if you are if you are not organized, you're going to lose your mind. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like a most big thing from the analysis world. Uh, they also like, uh, I, also I, I think I pretty recommend like the, the help thing, but also like the going to through people to get contact. Uh, it's really important. Mm -hmm. yeah. For example, I, I joined the Schalke because I did my my application, and the academy coach and the and Dylan were, were like looking all the the analyst options, mm -hmm. and the academy coach was is Chris. I, I worked with him in, in Spain in mm -hmm. Kiev, and he said, "Okay, uh, his application is really shit, but I know this guy." Is, yeah. Is, is okay. Good. So, so then I mean, if it was for my application, yeah. I never, never, never been interesting. <laughs> wow! Because the first call I I have I have with the the man I, not the man I it's like the esports director. Mm -hmm. uh, he uh, Tim. Mm -hmm. He told me, okay, application was shit. <laughs> I, I I I can't show this to the Schalke people. So if you really want to join Schalke, I need a good application. Uh, just explain who you are. Uh, what's your background? Uh, what you do? Show me some things I can show to the Schalke people to combine them. And yeah. You are the right person, you know? Wow. Because because uh, he told me because uh, uh, the coaches told me you are good. 
I can't know you're good with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see what you mean. Amazing. That, so that was that was a bit of a stroke of luck then that they they sort of gave you yeah. the opportunity because in a lot of worlds that would just be like, oh, his application's garbage, gone, get out, you know. Yeah, but that's because of this. Mm. Just contacts and know, even yeah. if you're working in a regional team mm -hmm. or everything, yes. Uh, do everything you can like because maybe that coach or that person you are working with that player maybe since a year or something mm -hmm. in a big organization you want to join or I don't know anything uh, everything you, anything any place you want to to go mm -hmm. and then having that guy knowing that you are good at your work mm -hmm. is really important amazing well, look, that was all of the questions that I wanted to ask you for today. So firstly, I want to thank you again for, for giving over your time and, uh, and coming on to talk about your super interesting work, man. I really appreciate you giving the time for that. Um, but I want to give you the opportunity. So if uh, people want to get in contact with you, if they have questions about data or uh, being an analyst or anything like that, or uh, where's the best place to get in contact or find you? Yeah, of course, my, my Twitter. Mm -hmm. uh, it's firegg, mm -hmm. uh, one, there's a five. Um, there is also my email uh, contact uh, contact fire dot s. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean it's also my Twitter, but yeah, as uh, I my DMs are always, always open, open for everyone. Maybe sometimes I took like a time to <laughs> to yeah. answer because sometimes I'm busy. You're busy, but, of yeah. course. Amazing. No, thank you very much. No, what I'll do is I'll put your Twitter and uh, and that down in the description. So if people do want to get in contact with you, uh, if you check down below, you'll be able to find all of that information. Uh, but I hope you guys have enjoyed the episode. Again, Fire, thank you so much for giving over your time and uh, your knowledge as well. It's super interesting to find it. And I hope everyone listening has got as much value out of that as I have. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for watching, depending on where you are. And I hope you have a wonderful day. We'll see you on the next one.